This is Tossing and Turning. I'm Evan. And I'm David. And we both want to be asleep right now. This is the podcast where we talk about topics that have just been leaving us tossing and turning at night. Um, and we only do it after 1am. We're going to kind of be off our game and we're just going to ramble a bit. But I think that's going to make it fun. Um, I think the first thing we got to talk about, this has been keeping me up quite a bit because of you, uh, is sub- Subvocal thoughts versus unsymbolized thoughts. Um, I was just, I was walking my dog, and I was thinking about this, and I was remembering a feeling, and it was just this feeling of, like, knowing, like, knowing something, but not having any sort of, like, I was having a thought, and I knew what it meant in my mind, but I, but I didn't, it was not a subvocal thought, there was no language behind it. Um, there was no pictures or anything. It was not. It was not symbolized. It was unsymbolized thought. It was kind of something like your brain triggered. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It was like a inane response, but there was like a part of me that just didn't want to know it, so I just, I just ignored it and I just didn't let it become a subvocal thought. Like I didn't give it language. I didn't give it that power, and I did this all subconsciously and looking back i can kind of remember it doing it that's like you're almost suppressing something yeah I but was, you don't I, know that's what exactly, you're suppressing I, that's exactly what i was doing i was suppressing something because i, I knew i didn't want to have that idea so you felt like there was something there but it was just something that just didn't feel good yeah it was something that didn't feel good and something that i didn't want to have to deal with so i didn't and i and and that's I think one of the most prominent ways people lie to themselves um, is just by not letting their thoughts become subvocal, just leaving them in that unsymbolized realm where they don't actually mean anything to you. I agree with that. You know, with a lot of people nowadays, we're kind of molded in a way to think. So if we think kind of almost out of the box type thing, we feel like we have to suppress it. Like today, I was. You know, at, at a mall, and there was just this little kid that was afraid to go up the escalators. You know, there's this feeling of me that, like, hey, I have to help that kid. You know, his parent, for some reason, left him going up the escalator and left the kid. But for me, I felt like I don't know. I might have been like some parental thing, thing behind. I don't know. But like for me, there was something I wanted. Like I wanted to help him, but I felt like. It wasn't the right thing to... I, I knew it should have been the right thing to do, but it just didn't have that, like... I had that, I had that thought of, like, do it type thing. But it's awkward. But it's awkward, and it's just, like... It's the type of thing where it's, like... Did you, did you have that thought, like, subvocally? Or did you... Do you think I should help that kid? Or did you know you were thinking it, or was it more of, like, a ping in the back of your head? It was, like, a ping, like, that I should be, like, help him type thing. But I suppressed it because I was just, like... I don't know if I should. Yeah. Like, I did, like, like, I was, I was with, and, yeah, I was talking to, you know, 
the group I was with, and like, you know, there, uh, the, I guess there's a couple behind us that, you know, went back down to help the kid. And, you know, that's the right thing to do, you know, to help others. But like, it's weird. I don't know. It's a weird thought process, and it's not even a thought process. It, it yeah. And that's the worst part about it, because it's more of just like a ping. A ping, and it, and one thing I did like uh, when I was reflecting on that whole experience is I really tried to get better at, at recognizing when that was happening, like when I was having those thoughts, and really listen to them and give them that power. Because you know the thing is, they're not always gonna be tr- true or right. Like sometimes they're just gonna be bad, and when they're bad. When they're so vocal, at least, you can just be like, oh, yeah, no, that's crazy. But, like, sometimes they're really deeply true, and the reason you're suppressing them is because you don't want to... Because to, you to, know it's true, but, but you also don't like what it is. It's the hurtful truth, says it. Yeah, and, you're, and you know you're going to have to do something about it, but it's something that you don't want to do. And when it's something like that, I think that's when it's most important to realize it, and I've I really tried to get better at recognizing stuff like that. And I think that I have, and I think that it's really helped me become more truly who I wanted to be or who I who I thought I was. And I think that those unsymbolized thoughts are really also a part of what makes us who we are. Like sometimes we have an unsymbolized thought, and it's an impulse, and um, it's not something that we want to do, um, or something that like we feel like it's part of us, yeah, like something that we want to be part of who we are, and so we just disregard it, and we're like, well, that was just you know a ping from the back of my head. What's this even? It's not part of me. But I think we what you need to do is, in order to really solidify being you as who you are, because that was the problem that I had was I. I didn't feel like I was genuinely who I was, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I completely understand that. And if once you start to recognize your unsymbolized thoughts, you can actually st- start to kind of control what they are, and that really helps in making you really who you are instead of just acting like who you, who you want to be. And that's tough for a lot of people nowadays because there's a lot of things, or, or like trends especially, like a lot of people feel like they have to follow every trend. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's why listening to these, you know, unsymbolized thoughts is something that a lot of people should be doing. But it's tough because like, like I said, you know, society kind of molds us into a different, like a, a society kind of molds us into somebody. But I realize that, you know, nowadays, we're much more open to me, you know, than uh, we used to be, you know? Mm-hmm. We've been more, you know, a lot more accepting of, you know, everything, you know? Especially, you know, schools and just all that have just been a lot more accepting. Of what? What do you mean? Well, of different type of people, you know? Different type of people, different type of race, different type of orientation. Yeah, like, like that's true. Accepting. And it, it's easier to find yourself nowadays than it used to be because back then you were kind of molded. But now it's... You're always molded. You're always molded. Like, that's the thing. And that's what I'm... Yeah. It, it, nowadays it might, it might not be you're being physically cast into a mold, but you're still being molded by whatever. Like, like you're still I, forming a shape and the shape is entirely based on your surroundings. 
and maybe a little bit on genetics, but I mean, it mostly comes from growing up and experiencing what you experience, and it's random. Like, the things that really change who you are and who, who you're going to be and what you are, they're totally insignificant events that you wouldn't that normally wouldn't have any impact on you but those little things start a huge change and that's the butterfly effect yeah boom that's a terrible movie never watch the butterfly effect it's like if jurassic park in a time travel movie had a baby and that baby had the filmmaking prowess of like scary movie so like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day was a good movie. Yeah, I know, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> as, like, for teenagers and everything that were born in, like, 2000 up to 2005, that's the gen, like, I don't, I think we're still in, like, gen, Generation Z, I think it is. I don't think that, ma- I hate that. That's stupid. It's I such know. a stupid name. But, like, if anybody ever calls me a Gen Zer, I will stab them. I will stab them in the throat. Okay. He won't, but... I will. <laughs> with... With, I guess, our generation. You know, quote-unquote our generation. We're kind of viewed as the future leaders as the, for the country. You know, realistically, we are. But, like, we're molded to... We, we're molded to have to be good people. Like, we, we have to make up for the mistakes of past people. And we're going to have to. But I don't know if we're going to, to be honest. Like, with the way everything's going in the world right now, it's incredibly tough to be like... Like, a lot of... The reason why our generation is viewed as, like, a weaker generation is because we're... Like, we know what's going on, but we're just scared to do something about it. And it's just incredibly difficult to do something about it is because there's so much, there's so many people who are in power that enforce this, you know? Yeah. Like, we can't, like, I know we can stop climate change, but we're not going to shut down all pollution. You know, like, we can't stop everybody from driving. We can't stop, you know, all the factories from running. Because where are we going to get all our stuff, uh, all the majority of our things? You know, you know, here's the thing. We could do that. We could, if we, if we really had, if we had everybody on board and we had, really serious, really productive conversations about what we are going to do about climate change. We could tackle that issue. We could. But we're not. Not, and we're having stupid debates about stupid things. And climate change is going to be the thing that is going to have the largest impact on the human race as a whole since its existence, I think. That's an opinion. I don't... and. I'm, this might be pretty cynical, and it is pretty cynical, and I, I don't like it, but I, I, I'm seriously starting to think that I don't think we're gonna really do anything about climate change until climate change has killed enough people that we're gonna be polluting less, because there are simply less people to be polluting. Yeah. That is kind of cynical. Yeah, it gives, gives, it's the type of thought that gives you the chills because you know what's gonna happen. Like, like, realistically... We have a lot of people in power. There's a lot of people in power who enforce this. And that's the worst part about this. You know, I can name, you know, there's Trump, you know, who, like, wants to improve, you know, job, whatever. Yeah. You know, 
like in Canada, we're trying to cut down, you know, our carbon, our carbon, mm-hmm. you know, carbon footprint by putting, you know, carbon tax. But we're not doing it that effectively. It's yeah. the thing. It doesn't and that's help. the worst part, because I feel like all the weight is now been put onto like the Gen Zers' shoulders. Oh God! I, I know, but now, there's no, there's no, no other, there's no other way know, to put us. Though, you know, really. I hate this. I hate that you did that because now I have to stab you in the throat. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, but like, (laughs) but in like, for those of you, I just made a motion to punch him in the throat because I didn't have a knife on me, unfortunately, unfortunately. and he he just blocked me. Um, I feel like it's been put onto our shoulders almost, you know, like, like, I feel like they've given up because they're like, well, we're going to die soon. So it's their issue now. But that's I, how, I think that's, you're saying they and and you're encompassing an absurdly large swath of people, right. and there are people who are working to do to to fight there climate is, change. But a lot of people I feel like that I've like personally talked to are like, this is an issue that will be solved in the coming years. Like I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, we couldn't have prevented this. Like they did. Could have. Is it, that's like, the thing. They we have known about climate change. Since the seventies, you probably didn't know that, right? Well, That's I knew about crazy. Like, we haven't done anything about it for like fifty years. It's insane to think that we knew something. We knew something this detrimental to the earth, but we were like, "Well, to be cares? fair, in in nineteen seventy, I'm gonna hedge my bets a little. In nineteen seventy one is when I think it first first study came out, but we didn't really know the scale of it." And, I mean, it got worse as times progressed. Are you kidding we, me? We waste a much... whole bunch of water, but it's because we have so much water. Well, we, we, have so much, have... we have so much salt water. We don't have that much fresh water. What do we drink? We have Oops. a lot of fresh water, actually. It's a lot. It's not a problem for us we have here in North the wor- America. We have 3%. Or there's 3% of the world. Uh, 3%, there's three, 3% of, of the, the world's, world's water, water is... Fresh right. water. But that's only because there is so much fucking water on Earth. <laughs> like, I'm not concerned about water shortages right now. What I'm concerned about is the planet melting and killing us. Yeah. Yeah. But there's ways that we can stop that. There's, there's, there's... ways that we can stop water waste. Too. No, I'm not, I understand, but there's ways that we can stop this stuff. Like, if we start in agriculture, yeah. there's a lot of things that we can do in agriculture to stop it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that we can do in many other places, but it's so difficult to start the amount of what we started type thing. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with facing climate change and stuff like that, is there's just so much infrastructure that's built around stuff. That's the worst. Like, Winnipeg as a city doesn't make any sense. It's not built in a way that facilitates efficient transportation. It's crazy. It wastes so much fossil fuels and so much space and all of this. It doesn't make any sense, but the thing is, everything's already built. What are we going to do? We can't tear it apart can't and tear it all down all over again. Yeah. It, it's the same way with farming. Like, there were, there we already have the farms. We've already been farming for monocultures for, thousands you know, of years. however long. We can't, we already have everything built for You know, we can, we can have all these things, but we can just change the way, you know, we do. We can change transportation. The, okay, I mean the amount of construction we have in Winnipeg, you know the amount of times we're trying to change our transportation, transportation. You know, yeah. we want people to take the we want people to take the buses. 
because it helps you know helps the environment. But when they keep raising bus fare and bus and the buses also suck. Yeah, like it's it's really hard to it's like promoting I don't know it's like promoting. Well, it's the, like promoting the butterfly effect. The, re- <laughs> the reason nobody uses bus... I don't get that analogy at all. The reason no, nobody why uses... would you be promoting something bad? The butterfly effect is bad. Oh, movie. yeah. I why see. would you be promoting something bad? Well, the thing is, nobody takes the bus here in Winnipeg because you can't get anywhere on the bus, and because you can't get anywhere on you the can bus, nobody you, takes it. And You can't get any... Like, a lot of people that I know live outside of the perimeter. And, the, you know... The, the buses literally... Only go to like all the buses. The bus, uh, all majority of the buses, only circle around downtown Winnipeg. Yeah, they they somewhat go up to like the suburbs, but, but they don't reach as far as East Saint Paul. But you know, I know. Yeah, I think a bus goes to East Saint Paul. You know. Yeah. The like re- there's very little places where the buses that we should be going to, or the the places that we should be going to. Mm-hmm. The reason why we have to use cars, and all that, is because the buses. That we want to take, and, don't go that far. And also, everybody who lives in Winnipeg wants a big house. And so there's a huge amount of urban oh. sprawl. We all want a home. Nobody wants to live in a, an apartment. And that's the problem. People are accustomed to a certain way of life in North America, and they can have it. And they can have it. Yeah. But it's ruining the environment, and we can't keep having it. It's a thing we have to realize. And... The other thing is, living in an apartment is not that bad. It's not. It's not that bad. Like, like realistically, it's just. I feel like the reason why it's tougher for you know condos and like apartment is because I know I don't think in condos you pay rent, but in apartments, in, the, yeah, in condos you own it. Yeah, in condos you own it, but that condos are very rent. expensive and they're small. Like you, you might as well buy it. You might as well rent a house. I'm not going to own a house because it's just too big. Like, it's not... If everybody owned a house the way a North American owns a house, it wouldn't... You just couldn't. The reason why we want bigger, big houses is because we have families. Like, I know there's a lot of places in North America where they have to have families. Like, big families. Like, you know, you have to have your uncles, you have to have your cousins, you have to have... You know, yeah. your fam, like just your grandma, you know, everybody living in the house just to support it, and that's why we need bigger houses, and that's okay. why, and that's why you have that urban, urban sprawl to have bigger houses, bigger things, because you need, because everybody wants to keep everybody close type thing. In North America, there's a, I I remember seeing a graph, and it was of house size, and then they'd also superimposed um, average a person per house. And the house size gradually increased, and the person, the number of people per house, uh, gradually de- like decreased, which means that we're not just buying bigger houses um, to fit a bunch of people, and we're buying bigger houses and we're having less people per family. Yeah, and that's it's just part of our culture. In North America here, we, there's, we, I, there's something like part of like, you know, the old cliche American dream of owning your house and owning it. you get, you're the only person who lives there and it's a big thing and you get to mow your lawn. It's, it's tough because, you know, we want a dream for, you know, we want to have that dream 
of being in a house, you know, having a family. Like, I hear a lot of people being like, you know, one day I'm going to have a family, you know, I'm going to have two kids. A lot of people dream for these things. But there's a lot of things that's going to fuck you over in life. Like, genuinely, there's a lot of bumps. A lot of kids in the States get pregnant when they're, like, 16. Dude. Dude. What? Okay. We'll just roll with it. It's a pretty dark turn. But I, I know, care. but, like, genuinely, the American dream is a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. The American dream is a lie, bud. It's, for me, in this, I've seen in the States especially. Like, I lived in the States for a while. And, like, I've seen, you know, the poverty. I've seen all... Like, in, like, Canada especially, there's a lot of poverty in Canada. Yeah. But, like, it's... I know in Manitoba, the the minimum wage is lower than the poverty line. There's a lot of things that, like, we make accessible for people, but then we abuse it. The thing that I don't like about this conversation, um, and it's a conversation about how minimum wage isn't, like, enough to... Is, is it kind of... The reason why it, it's, it's really local. Like, it, like, in the sense that it doesn't think about the people who are overseas who are making much less money and are also producing goods. Yeah, I, it's almost like a very kind of, like, spoiled perspective for me, almost. It's like, it's, oh, 11, or like $12 an hour isn't enough type thing. When you when, work, like, 40 hours a week and, like, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot, of, a lot more than a lot of people make. Somebody in a sweatshop in Bangladesh. Yeah. Like... That's, that's not pennies, that's like dollar, that's not enough to support anything you do. Like, yeah. It's a very, it's, and that's what, that's what the worst part about this is though. Like, I'm not saying climate change and economy have, you know, they share an equal part, but like, it's just. I know what you're thinking, you're thinking like, it's super hard to do, fight climate change and also try and raise people's economic yeah. Uh, status in the developed world. And the thing you need to realize is someone living in a, a developing country produces like 27 times less greenhouse gases than someone who's living in Oh, America. I'm not saying... Yeah, it's 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 I'm, so much less. I'm not and the saying thing like, is, we're like... I'm not saying like, they need to reduce their carbon gas so we can yeah, pay them yeah. more. But I'm saying like, we need to figure out a way that we can have... I'm not saying we have... We have I think we need to find that equilibrium, almost. Where, like, you know, we have the pollution low enough, but, like, we can also keep a steady economy, type thing. Yeah. Because I realize that... I, I think that the thing is, um, we can't have countries like America. Like, we need to spread this the, the wealth around. And, and especially, I heard Trump the other day, I think, was cutting off funds to Honduras because of there's... I think there's a big... I forgot what it's called. But Trump want, Trump is starting to cut off all funds to Honduras, which is a developing country. Like I heard, I think a, a some I think someone work a worker from a worker from Honduras said that he makes five dollars a day, which is less than enough to support his family. So that's why he's going on this. Uh, I think it's called I can't remember, but it's on like the tip of my tongue. The it's a, a very large group of people that are walking to the border. Uh, and they're America? Tr- yeah, and they're trying to get in because they need new a new life, and they need. But Trump wants to build a wall, and then all of a sudden, you know, like I I understand I don't understand why he wants to. Or I I don't know. It's a very, 
touching those subjects. Like the thing is, but immigrants like, um, have a lower rate of crime than people who were born in America. That's a fact. The wall, yeah, where it was just like, uh, you know, you I get, t- yeah. yeah. For me, it's like, for Trump to say that, for Trump, like, Trump's an idiot to begin with, but like, for Trump to be like, we're cutting funds to Honduras because you're sending, you know, not a brigade, but just like, a, like you're, you're kicking, you know, people out of your, your country, and it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's like you said before, like, we need to share the wealth. Like, we genuinely do, because I feel like we get a lot of it. But, but then we that, can't and, just spend money over, we, right? I know, there has, crazy. there has to be... Oh, were you being sarcastic? Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm saying we can, but there has to be that equilibrium, because there will be people that will get very upset about this. Yeah, the thing is... And that's, like, the worst part about it, because it's just like, oh, we know we can do something about it, but people like but other people don't want to do anything about it and they want to do the opposite thing. That's why I don't think that the biggest issue facing us right now is climate change. Like that's a cl- that's a number 2. That's but a, I think that the biggest that's a stress right there. But I think that the biggest issue is political polarization. Because there are people on the right and there okay, are people up. on the left and there are so few people who have any nuance. For people okay, for people that don't understand like a like me, what is political polar, 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 polarization? Yeah, well, it's polarization. like when there, it's like how we're split it's like into that, two groups. It's, it's, a, it's a wedge. It's, it's a, a wedge, wedge right down the middle. Um, and that's it's dividing us, and it makes it impossible to make sensible policy. Yeah. Um, because everything becomes a shouting match, and everything becomes an argument and a debate, even when it doesn't have to. It be. doesn't have to be, and I completely understand that. You know. There's people in this world that want to change, though. Um, I think for people that want to do good things. There's a lot of people that want to do good things in this world. You know? A lot of people in this... And, and there know? are a lot of people who are doing good things. But I feel like it's not enough people type thing. Like, you can have one person. Like, for me, I can recycle something. Like, realistically, that's... What's that? You know? That's a practice that you should be doing. No, I know, but, like, if I... Oh, fuck. That... Sorry, okay, we'll cut this. The tarp covering the thing keeps freaking me out. Is that, like, what even... What's that noise? Is somebody, like... Is that a train? Is that a train? Yeah. Not here? No, what? Are you gaslighting me right now? No, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, listen. That's a fucking air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I was just like... Um, I'm probably going to cut a lot of that silence, but for you listening to there, there was a good minute when I was like, wait, are you listening to that? Uh, can you hear that? Thinking there was like a train going by outside or something, but it was, like... it was actually just the fucking air conditioner. <laughs> oh, but like, there's a lot of people in this world that I know are doing good things, but I don't feel like there's enough. Um, yeah, I don't think there is. Like enough. that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I can recycle. You know, if I recycle every day, that makes me a better person. You know, that makes me help out a small percentage. You know, it's one out of you know seven point four billion people in this world. 
I, I like your example of recycling. I've been doing a good thing. A recycling, there are people who do a lot of real good things. There's a lot of people doing really good work. But ultimately, we just, we're not changing what we're doing. We're not. We're, do, we're doing the same old thing. Because we don't. We don't want to make this. It's almost right. like it's almost like that's sacri- it's almost like that some uh, unsymbolic thought or unsymbolized thought, where it's just like it's a ping that like oh we know that's a good thing, but it's almost like we have to put in the extra effort to do it, you know, like it's I know I noticed that like for me kind of especially I'm you know a little bit of a lazier person, so like you know. For me, like, I will go out, you know, I will go the extra mile to do certain things, but it's just, like, it's the extra mile, you know? And I, I, for some people, I realize, like, the extra miles is the extra mile. It's a lot to go for, you know? Mm-hmm. For people that don't have enough, like, why, like, recycling? Like, yeah. recycling is a major thing for people who don't have enough. Like, like, when you, when you don't have enough and you're just trying to scrape and make ends meet, you don't have time to care about, you know, polar bears. Yeah. yeah. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have, you have to take care of yourself and that's just a basic human instinct. That's Maslow's hierarchy of needs right there. Yeah. Do you think that, do, oh, so let's say you have, let's say you, let's say, but, you know. Just imagine yourself, you know, let's say Honduras right now, you know? Yeah. Making literally $5 an hour, but having, like, five kids. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Where do you, do you put your kids above yourself, or do you put yourself above yourself? It's tough to, like, You put just, your kids above yourself. That's what you do. That's what people do. And they do it every day, and they're heroes for doing it. Yeah. And that's the tough part, because there's... And that's what I'm trying to say. There's people that will go that extra mile, you know? Like, if, let's say, we were put in that position, I would definitely go that extra mile, you know? I feel bad because, I, as I talk about me going this extra mile, um, but, like, what I'm trying to say is, like... Yeah, you, yeah, you, you think you would, but maybe. You're not, you can't know unless you're in that actual situation. Oh, oops, sorry. We were talking about this, I can't remember when, but, like... We were talking about this a while back. I don't remember when, but a lot of people don't know how to think, like don't know what they would think until they're put in that situation. And nobody does because you can't. You can't because you have to. It's like saying, like, a lot of people will prep. Like I know there's a lot of survivalist people that will prep for like the zombie apocalypse and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's hypothetical. We're all laughing now, but in a few years. Oof. They're going to be the ones laughing. Actually, they're not. They're going to be super depressed. They're just going to be depressed for longer because we're going to die and they're going to just keep being depressed. Like, it's... That's why I'm not a survivalist. Trap person. It's just... It's an interesting... It's tough because, like, as much as you... As much as you want to, like... As much as you want to say, like, oh, I'm going to be the best, you know... Like, you know, the best zombie apocalypse survivor type thing. Like, you're not... Until you're put in that situation, you're not. How the hell did we get here? <laughs> How do we get here? Like, what... Okay. Let's talk about zombie apocalypse prep. Nah. Dude, I'm too stressed out about this. 
I literally, I have a bag. You don't understand this. I have a bag full of water and shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I was going to cut all this, but now I can't. Could that, could, over the course of the 45 minutes we've been recording, that's definitely the funniest thing that happens. <laughs> I have a bag full of, I, well, I have a go bag. Yeah. I have a bag full of water and things I need, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have that. But I, I should. There are pe- the people who get really into it. I think they're kind of, like, they're the part of them deep down that's hoping for it, you know? Like, you ha- well, like they, it's a fresh start. Like, it, they're totally... It sucks. Totally to, new. I, take it. Everything. It's interesting because it's just like, well, well, you know, there's, you got, you know, you got that nuke. A nuke could go off, and then you're just like, well, there's radiation. There's like, you know, like you get you get into that fallout kind of vibe where you're like, you gotta be cryogenically frozen for like two thousand years or two hundred years, you know, and you get like the, you know, the zombie apocalypse type thing. Like, you don't know if you're the last person, or, you know, you don't know if, you know, you gotta survive off a lot of stuff. Because people are, you know, and it's weird because in zombie apocalypse movies, you see, like, the person, you know, a year into surviving type thing. Where, like, they have, like, you know, like, the uh, Will Smith movie, um, Legend? Yeah, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Uh, where he literally has decked out his full house. And that doesn't take a year, you know? Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time of knowing and, like, looking at whatever creature that... I don't know if it was a zombie, exactly. It was weird. Anyway. Yeah. But, like... He had a dog. That would be helpful. Yeah. Do you think dogs would be helpful, though? I think it would be hard to not go insane. I think Will Smith would have gone insane if he did not have that dog. That's what I think. I, w- I would have a dog, but it has to be as well-trained. Yeah, you need a well-trained dog. Like a very well-trained dog. If you, you could have a not well-trained dog. The thing is, you just won't have it for very long. long. <laughs> yeah. As much as, like, cats are... If we're going to be 100% honest, cats are kind of useless. <laughs> yeah, a cat is not going to be helpful. You know? Could you go a be... horse, though? A horse would be pretty dope. Horse would be pretty useful. I just where are you gonna keep it? Is a bathtub? I don't think so. <laughs> Besides, it's illegal in Florida, at least. Seriously? Yeah, in Florida, it's illegal to keep a horse in the bathtub. Dang. I think we all kind of have that survival instinct. That's just like we, we survive, because that's what evolution. Evolution been. was always been survival of the fittest. You know? And it, and it, it we were just so biologically programmed to survive. There's nothing that's gonna stop that, even if there's an apocalypse. We still. <laughs> it's tough because from what like realistically, there's a lot of things that could happen that are just like oh well you know. Stuff doesn't exist the way it did before anymore. Wah. It's very different. And there's a lot of But that's of people... never happened before, so we make movies about it. Yeah. Like Alien Invasion. Like that's a big Far. thing people are in. And yeah. Do you, okay, do you think there's extraterrestrial life? Oh, this is a really 
tough question, and I have not yet decided my stance on it. I will say that I'm, I'm pretty sure that there is alien life in the form of some bacteria or something comparable I think, somewhere. I think there's bacteria. There's like, definitely got to be that. Plenty of that. Now is there going to be, like, complex multi-cell... I'm pretty like, sure there's, like, a weird frog. There's something. a weird frog? A there's weird a weird space frog? I think so. I think there'll be some, like, weird-looking frog or something. Um, there's a weird-looking frog on Space Nine. I think if there's a weird-looking frog, though, there's gonna... Intelligent life's gonna arise pretty quickly. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, oh, I see what you mean. The, the jump between, like, single-cellular life... And, like, multicellular life is just, is like... It's huge compared to the jump from a weird frog to us. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, from going from bacteria, or going from, like, a single-celled bacteria cell, single, I think it's a single-cell bacteria, to, you know, a big, you know... To, or even to, like, a bacteria with mitochondria. Yeah. Like, like even to start having a nuclei, nucleus is just huge. huge. Like, that's a... That just, it's an unfathomable event. Like, the fact that it happened is incredible. Yeah. Like, it's almost crazier than, the, than life coming to existence in the first yeah. place. It's it's weird knowing that, like, in a billion years, the sun's going to blow up, or the sun will implode on itself. Is it a billion? Well, I'm going to guess a billion. I don't think it's realistically a billion, but, like... Five billion years from now, which is, I, I thought it was pretty significant. Yeah, we've got five billion years left on Earth, no worries. I feel like, realistically, we'll be out of here before five billion years. No, we will be out of here, and specifically into nowhere. We will be dead. We will be gone. Extinct. The human. Do you, do you think the human race will be extinct? I think the human race will go extinct. It's... In the next... Okay, here's my official prediction for the end date of humanity. If it's going to be a rocky couple hundred years, I think if we make it out of the next few hundred years, honestly, I think I, I give us like a pretty good chance of going extinct within the next 300 years. Or at least maybe not extinct, but per se, but a huge population decrease. And then perhaps, um, you know, uh, not ever having social systems in the way that we do now, or at least in the same capacity, and then evolve into something different over time. I'm not sure that if we make it through that 300-year period, we might have a little while, but I don't think we're going to ever colonize out, outer, outer space. Like, we might get to Mars, maybe, and we might set up a colony, but it, the thing is, we're never going to have a self-sustaining Mars colony. That's just not practical. Um, and I don't think we're gonna Earth make is the jump. Earth is literally our best bet. Like it, there's, it is. There, for right, for right now, from what we've seen, yeah, there's nowhere else. There's nothing else that's practical. It's right. just true. True. I don't think Mars. You can't live on Mars. You could terraform Mars, I guess, and, and within ten thousand years, you can. But start to you, live on it or something. But then you said three hundred years from now. It will probably be extinct. I mean, we, we, nobody, for some reason, 
nobody's looking at colonizing planets outside our solar system, and the main reason for that being is they're really far away. Yeah. Like, like we just, we have no capacity to get there. I think that we've only, I don't think we've sent, like, our first probe has that or the first man-made object ever left the solar system um and it was voyager voyager yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it just left voyager the, just left, left. The, left the solar system just now and it was sent in like the 70s oh yeah um and i mean the idea of leaving our solar system is kind of a gray area because where does the solar system end but anyway uh yeah we're gonna say that it did. It's kind of weird because there are a bunch of different layers to to the edge of the solar system, and it's not out of the gravitational pull if that's where you want to define it of the sun. I mean, but it's it's out of the solar system. We so think. Um, and we also just sent a, and we haven't sent these yet, but we're we're going. We have a plan to send these little cameras, which are actually going to go to Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri is a solar system. Oh. That is not Earth. That's the nearest one to us. Mm. So we're going to... It's going to take a very long time. So it's going to take another... Like 20 years, I think it was. But they're... Because they're just tiny. We can propel them really quickly. Like, they're about... But the likelihood of them... They're a few pounds, maybe. But not the like, even. But the likelihood of them getting off course is just like... It's not... It's... Yeah, yeah we'll see how it goes. I think the people who work on this stuff can do really crazy things. And see, the thing is, like, if they had a budget, if they had a, if they had the, I wish they just had a bigger budget. I wish NASA had a bigger budget too. Like I watched a video that said if NASA got the the U.S. like military's budget, mm-hmm. they could be sending people, they could be sending people to Mars in the next like ten years. If NASA got the U.S. military budget, we would... We'd be sending telescopes every year up. There would, or that would be, be super dope. I would like to see that, because the U.S. military... that I think that would be a better use of funds, personally. Um, you can argue with me about that. Actually, maybe I don't think it is. Anyway, I have a complex geopolitical opinion about the uh, U.S. military. Um, I don't like it. But I also, at the same time, recognize that it's kind of necessary. Very, yeah. I mean, if they get, I think they get five hundred million. They get an, the NASA? No. Na- not NASA. No. Uh, um. They I, get I, no wait. Doesn't it's they get a whole lot more than five hundred no, million? Get, no, the U.S. military gets like five hundred billion, maybe. No, half the half the budget. It's something crazy. More than I half don't know. The, I think it's more than half the. Who did that? I think that was Bush that did that, right? It's. It's been done for a while. Anyway, it's an absurd number. We all know that the U.S. spends, like, way more. They spend more money on their military than the next top six countries. can. Anyway, NASA gets $25 billion. Is that it? A year, yeah. And they do some pretty cool things with that money. But, like, realistically, here, like, what's, okay, like, for, like, right now, what's more important is the military. NASA does a lot of really good stuff. I think if you could, like, quadruple... You could quadruple NASA's budget and take it out of the U.S. militaries, and it wouldn't do that much of a dent in the U.S. militaries, and I think you could actually just not actually... 
lose any of the effectiveness and just cut some of the fat off the U.S. military's budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, all I'm saying is just like I don't, I don't like how it is, but I don't like hate it. I like, don't. For right now, like I know we're not the greatest with the U.S. They still, they're still protecting us, right? They're, they're still protect. They, well, actually, Sean said he wouldn't necessarily come to our aid, which was fucking crazy. He's a fucking lunatic, anyway. He's insane. He's insane. Like literally, like I don't. Like I don't know what the. F- he's so weird. I oh, I don't want to talk about this anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they might be a necessary factor to keep at bay countries like China. Who or Russia, who would otherwise might pose more of a might have more dominance over the the way the world's economy and stuff functions. Um, I think that in that sense, the U.S. is really the U.S. military is a really valuable asset, but I don't think they need to be spending as much as they are. Yeah, it's. And I'm glad that Canada does not have to spend nearly that much money because of the U.S. I thought we have a really good military. We don't. We have. We don't. It's not near. Not really. We don't have a great military. Our military has a great value. Yeah. Like, but we don't. We don't invest too heavily in it, and I think that's really good. I thought we had a really good military. Though. I don't know. Maybe we do, but I don't know. We don't spend that much on it. We don't spend. We don't spend a lot of money on our military. But I know we have. Like we have the RCMP, right? Yeah. A Royal Royal Canadian Mounted Police. But like, we put a lot of money to like the police and like all that stuff because they they protect or they protect online stuff. Do you think it it's probably a lot bigger fighting a war across borders instead of do you, it's a for us it's not big of a, it's not that big of a deal because it's not on borders and if something was like here like if there was a war going on in canada like we'd be freaking out yeah we would be freaking out because we live in canada I know. um there are wars that go on overseas and we don't care um that's what the part that's why I, I can't believe it. what happened is isis like what's going on ISIS, isis is done ISIS is not done, but they've been weakened significantly. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they don't pose nearly as big as... They have very little control compared to what they used to. Because they've had very little control for a while, the news just stopped talking about them. Like, they've done, thankfully, nothing bad. Well, they, no, they're well, doing no, bad no, stuff. No, I know they're doing... But they haven't been able to commit any major atrocities. That's what I'm trying to in, say. They, like, they, well, that's not tr- probably not true even. Well, I'm um, saying they haven't, like, they haven't, you know. They're not as big a threat anymore. They haven't killed anybody in, like, Europe or in the States or here. Well, no, I'm saying, like, they haven't, like, purposely got. <coughs> Sorry, you just left a terrible taste in my mouth because you. We're talking. You, oh. No, no, what? They're still killing lots of people. No, no. They, um, what I'm trying to say is, they haven't. You know, there hasn't been a suicide bombing. It it's it's a good strategy if you're weaker, because when you're strong, you want to inspire terror. But when you're weaker, you don't want them to pay as much attention to you, and so you don't do stuff like that because that way people stop paying attention to you, and then you have more of an opportunity to, and then you have less people, less action against you. There's always. 
There's always going to be the shootings, and there's always going to be all of this. You know what, like, I always hear there's, like, there's always, like, oh, like, someone got shot or something. Yeah, where did he, like, in... Like, yeah, violence happens. Like, there's always going to be a crime done. There's always going to be violence done that happens. And I feel like, for me, like, as much as I want to do something, I want, like, for me, like, as I'm out, like, I don't know, like, this is a weird psychological thing I do. But when I'm out with, like, friends and stuff, I feel like I have to be the back. Like, I, ha- I feel like I have to be the back sometimes, just because I like to look out. Is that, like, a weird thing? But, like... The back. Oh. No, but, like, I, like, send... Yeah. Like, I, like, walk... Like, I'll let people walk in front of me, just so I'm at the back, just so I can make sure, like, if I see something coming, I'll, like, move them out of the way, type thing. Huh. For I... me, that's, like, psychologically... It sounds crazy, but, like... Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know. I think it's... Uh, uh, I think that's a, I think that's a normal thing, you know. I, not for me. That's for me. That's normal. Like for other people, I don't know how they feel. I've never felt that. That seems like a unique tick that you have. I mean, you know. Is it is it a bad thing though? I don't think it's a bad thing. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, but that just means I'm always. I feel like I'm always on edge sometimes. You know. Yeah. Like um, especially downtown, it's just like. There's so much going on. Yeah. Uh, I know how you feel. I, I don't feel that way downtown, though. I love downtown because there is I, so much going on. It does, That's the thing. It's a very kind of, like, double-edged blade. Like, there's places downtown that are like, oh, shit, you might get stabbed. But there's also places downtown that you're like, I could spend an afternoon here, you know? And, and it's also just, like, walking downtown. It's peaceful. It's, there's so much it's, going. It's peaceful. It's it's, peaceful. A, it's a weird peaceful. It's like a chaotic peaceful. It's like there's so much noise that the it drowns you, out. You don't hear anything. Yeah, that's exactly that's and, the best way I could explain. It. And there's so much going on. You see so much, and the, it's just so much different people doing different things. It's just like everybody has their own life. Yeah, and you just it really puts things uh, in perspective, kind of. Yeah. It's just like how small you are, how small you are, and that they're. Or seven billion other people that are people in all the same ways you're people. But there's seven billion other people that have, you know, that that that's your their own life, you know. As much as you're like, oh, I feel like, you know, like it's weird because you don't know how other people feel. You mean yeah. the, people can express it, but like I can't be inside your head. Yeah, I know how you feel. It. I think. You're right. There's just a fundamental empathy gap there because you can't know how other how anyone else is thinking. You just can't. You you can try to express it as best as you can, but sometimes you just can't articulate something that you're thinking to anyone else. Cause it's tough because it's, like there's a lot of things that like you know there's a lot of things that you want to tell people, but like it's just like you know you can't trust them sometimes. Or it's just like you. It's like you want to. It's it's tough because it's just like that kind of mental connection that you only get. I feel like with certain people, you know, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's hard to talk to people because you don't know how they exactly feel, and that's why you know this is gonna get kind of weird. But you know, that's why bullying was like a big thing because like as much as you think that you're getting hurt, you don't know what's on the other side. 
you know? Like, what the one of the big issues at my old school was just, like, yes, a lot of people were getting bullied, but the bullier was probably getting bullied at home for something, you know? But you can't, you couldn't, you couldn't tell what the other person was doing because, you know, they were beating the shit out of you. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that, yeah. as much as you want to know, as much as you try to, like, be open, like, just as honest as, you know, as honest as you can with somebody, it's hard to open up, you know? I know a lot of people in my life that are, like, very open, but, like, you know, it's a, like I said, it's like a double-edged sword, you know? You're open to somebody, they can use that against you type thing. Yeah. Not, nothing is done be without having something that caused it and that's a really important thing to remember especially when you're dealing with other people is that no one deserves their own suffering people have their own unique backstory and that influences their behavior in really complex ways and you can't really judge them for who they are without understanding that. Do you want to talk about determinism? Determinism? Yeah. I have no clue what determinism is. It's like the idea that people don't have free will. Like, people... There's no such thing as free will. Like, people can't actually make a decision. Like, your decision... When I wake up and I choose to have brand flakes, it's not because I actually made that choice. It's because um, it, there were a series of chemical reactions in my body and electrical ones in my brain, and those were caused by something that was caused by something that was caused by something. So there's always there's always a cause, or there's always, like, yeah. something behind something. Exactly. So, like, the, you, the, you didn't pick... You picked the brown flakes because a week prior, your mother bought the brand flakes while you're out the store type thing so like they were there and like you know it's like a psychological thing it's very yeah. it's very psychological but for us to think that we have free will over like everything we do it's yes and no type thing it's like yes we think we do but then again we're thinking <laughs> which is inherent like it's it's a big... we're just a bunch of chemicals we, we really are. And it's tough to... It's so hard to, to try to f design a society that, that functions and that it is reminiscent of the one that we have. And also keep that in mind, because that's a fact. Um, it's and I think understanding that, can you can really use it to your advantage um, in just creating a you that is effective and efficient and the best you possible i think you kind of need to understand that and it, it really helps but i mean it's super weird abstractly and when you think about it you're it's it causes a crisis of self yeah it's tough to think about just everything you know <laughs> like to think that like you're like just your body full of chemicals or like you're just a, th a thing full of chemicals kind of just mm. existing in this world you know yeah this podcast has just Weird. gone extremely... How do we want to wrap this up? Um, okay, so it's... Uh, we're done. It's late. We're tired. 
this is uh, going to be about where we end. So what we're going to do is we're going to sum up the entire episode in one sentence. I feel like for me, you got to just be yourself. You do you, boo. You feel me? It's, you got to be yourself. What do you I'm, I'm going to say don't cause climate change. Bush at 9 11. And Bush <laughs> did 9 11. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. I know that's a controversial opinion. Um, and it is an opinion because the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> but it's what I have. Also, the earth is flat. So, yeah. Uh, that'll be it. We're gonna. Okay. We're gonna try and release a podcast every Tuesday or. Something like that. Something like that. Well, we depends on if I get lazy or busy or something like that. It might come out on Thursday. Who knows, right? Who knows. Um, but we'll try and always put something out. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank yous. Um, first of all, of course, God. Yo, yeah, God. Bless up, to out. The, bless up to the old high, you feel me? Um, you gotta get that big G, you feel me? Say thank you to uh, the Mountain Goats for the use of their song High Hawk Season in the intro. Um, they, they didn't let us. But we're just gonna, we're gonna you know, we're gonna assume. No, we're just gonna assume they're cool. It's fine. We're I don't not wanna, using. We're not using. We're, we're not making any money from this, so I think it's we're allowed to do it. Hey, Question not, mark. I don't know how copyright laws works, but I'm not gonna Google it. I think we like to say a big thank you, you know, to Ev, my man Evan right here, who's editing all the time. It's gonna be a shit show. Like the the <laughs> the amount of time it's gonna take me to edit this shit, like. Oof, it's gonna be like eight times long. I'm gonna say, <laughs> this is gonna be a full time job for me. I think. Because we have made. Um, we've been recording for like an hour and a half, and we've made an hour and a half of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I think this is good. I think with his, with our help, or with everything that we've been doing, I think this is gonna be a great thing that I'd love to continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that'll be it for us pretty well. Uh, yeah, I just. If you guys have any questions or anything, we have an email. Um, uh, tossing and turning pod at gmail dot com. So if you guys think that we should add something, or if you guys have anything to say to us, questions, comments, concerns, uh, probably a lot of concerns, but uh, anything at all, just tossing and turning. Uh, yeah, we don't need to repeat it again. One more time. One more time. Tossing and turning pod at gmail.com. Alright. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, see you guys next time. That'll be it for us. Moist.